The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello everyone, I'm Christina Morris here and a big Stockheed welcome to the first edition of Stock Insiders for 2023. A new year and a new voice and I'm genuinely excited to be joining you as we continue to discover potential investment opportunities on the ASX. Together we are going to uncover the people and the stories behind the companies and if we're savvy enough, who knows how the year could finish up. A 10-bagger or two would be pretty good to lock away. So today we're hunting elephants in the outback of our great southern land, not the four-footed variety, but the mineralised variety. And if it's a term you're not familiar with, the elephant analogy is reserved for the biggest mineral systems, big ore bodies, which in turn, if you get in at the right time, could mean big returns for investors. So let's go exploring. You may know our first guest for 2023 for his flamboyant hats and laid-back interviews into the mining fraternity on his podcast, Coffee with Samso. Well, today, Noel Ong is on the other side of the microphone, and the hat he's wearing is that of Managing Director of Titan. Newly listed on the ASX under the code T88, $7 million was raised, it's fully underwritten, and Titan was in fact one of the last companies listed for 2022. The name of the project driving Titan and generating one heck of a lot of interest is Highway. Not road or cul-de-sac or terrorist, even the name promises big things. Noel Ong, welcome to you. Thank you. That's a, that's a big intro. That's a big project. It's a big project. As a geo, have you ever been involved in a discovery like this before? Um, I've never been. Well, I've been involved in discoveries. I was part of the team that discovered Bronzewing Gold and and with Ashton Mining, uh, the Merlin Diamond Project. But uh, from from my own perspective, I guess um, the prospectivity that Highway uh could bring, uh, I will say, yeah, I've never been involved in such a potential province um, kind of scale. Uh, so, yeah, not quite the discovery. I love to use the word discovery, but I'll refrain from that since Mr. ASX would not be happy with me. Very cool. We've got potential at this point in time. So where is this potential? Where is Highway located? Okay, so Highway takes its name from the fact that we're right on the Highway uh, the Stuart Highway that goes up to uh, Darwin from from Adelaide. Uh, we're we're just bas- basically smack in between uh, what we know as the Olympic sort of ICG belt, where Olympic Dam and Carapatina and Promontory Hill are, and uh, what I deem as Guala Craton uh, proper, where you get Takula, Tankilia, all projects as well as the Challenging Gold Mine. So are the towns nearby for supplies, etc. Yep, there's a town called Glendumbo, which is really a two-petrol station town with a hotel accommodation. Uh, you know, the fact that we're on the highway is is really uh, the, the big advantage. Yeah, that'll make a lot of things a lot easier. So you yeah, mentioned sure. Olympic Dam as well. That's the world's biggest IOCG deposit. Made a lot of people considerable amount of money. Could highway have what it takes to be Australia's next elephant? Look, I guess that's the where we are doing all our arm waving is the fact that we think that we've got a um, the potential to mimic something like that. I yeah. would not be, probably be 
as bold to say we're going to find an Olympic dam because that is a very, very big deposit. Uh, a poor cousin would do me really nicely. Um, <laughs> but look, at the end of the day, it's really the land of unknown until we start drilling. But yeah, yeah. the potential definitely is, is right up there. So, uh, look, I love a good backstory as much as the next person. Um, Highway could have just as easily gone undiscovered for quite some time, couldn't it, if not for the unusual choice of reading material chosen during COVID time for Titans now, um, Exploration Manager David McSkimming. Can you explain to us how that came about? Okay, so the long story is that we, uh, I was uh, introduced to David from an associate of mine. He said, look, I've got this friend who's got a couple of projects who'd love to, to talk to you. Um, because they knew I was hunting for projects at that time. So David's story that he came into Australia to do some family matters and prior to COVID and got stuck here in COVID. So being a geologist is uh, what really um, geologists do, except for myself. Um, and he's a bit of a you know geophysicist as well. So And also at the same time, uh, the Mines Department released a whole heap of information. So what he did was he sat there and had not much to do and process all this. And so wait, he, he chose to read the Mines reports as opposed to maybe the paper or a good novel. Yes, yes, as I said, <laughs> that's not my preference, but um, I'm very, very happy that that was his preference. Um, so, um, you and I might do different things, but I'm yeah. glad that he didn't do what we, you and I would normally do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and he came up with this concept, and that's where it's really come from. What did David think he'd uncovered once he'd read all those reports? Look, he, he came to me and said, look, no, I've got a project. I really think it's great. Uh, it's a porphyry ICG story. Uh, and as most people out there would know, this kind of thing means deep pockets, you know, deep cover. And I sort of just sat back in my chair and thought, oh, uh, not for, not probably not for me in a second, but can you can you explain just can I jump in there? Can you explain to to our listeners why that wouldn't be for you know what what the the negative is of a of a potential deposit like that? Well, most most if not well I'll say most because some are not most of these kind of deposits do involve deep cover like three four hundred meters of cover before you get anywhere near where you think your potential is. So that would mean a lot of money to drill holes. And I view that these are not sort of the ideal projects for small caps like us, even though we we would raise, you know, 7 million or so. Um, but however, you know, he, he said, look, covers 10 meters. And I thought, oh, well, that's different. Um, so that's that's where, where the, the interest sort of started to build and he started showing me evidence of what he deemed as, as uh, would make this a, a really good project. So, yeah. yeah, so that's basically where it's come from. So what was the next step then to confirming his analysis of the mine department's data? What did you do next? His theory was that uh, this is a some sort of a, a structure that people have sort of misunderstood in terms of geology, geochemistry, everything. So, um, and he showed me the evidence. The evidence uh, I'll quickly run through is, Basically, the, there's historical drilling that shows that they've had um, um, there's mineralization in place. Um, you know, 12 meters at 630 ppm molly, uh, two meters at 700 meter pop, um, ppm molly. Those numbers are almost all great for a molly project all around the world. So that perked my interest, which means that he's his uh, it is mineralized, it's fertile. How big or how small we don't know, and um, the, the CSRO did a whole heap of uh, geohydrological 
uh, data, and that all showed that the most the province that had the most anomalous ratios uh, set right mm. on top of highway. So, but the key thing he said was that we need to show that the source rock, the potential source rock, uh, had the same age frame as widths on the neighbor Olympic uh, the Olympic belt. So we did that, and we in, in, in short we showed that it was 1659. Um, sorry, 1598, and that worked really well. So, so that basically showed in some ways that we are in the same frame, uh, not saying that we are. Yeah. So can you tell us then, explain to us why it is that, why has it been overlooked by explorers in the past then? So when, when Olympic Dam was discovered, everything, so they were chasing IOCG, being iron, mm-hmm. iron oxide, copper, gold. And they would walk through here, drill, and they didn't see the oxides, and they were chasing a different model. So, well, this is not the model, and they moved on. But really, porphyries wasn't on their charts in these days. And and also, the uh, area has been mapped uh, predominantly as probably 120 million years older than what it, it, we've shown it to be. So it, it sat in the not quite like them and not like the other side of the neighbor. So it's been sort of re- relatively left unexplored, um, misunderstood. And, and like all this, you know, I've been in this industry for 30 plus years and with the coffee, Sam, so I've spoken to, you know, lots of different t- styles of projects, but the underlying thing is uh, sometimes in this place where people think it's A, it's not A, it's actually B, and that's mm. where um, discoveries tend to be made. So I yeah. saw that and I grabbed it and I said, this is, um, you know, my canvas to draw. Love big blank canvas. So how does that historical data and your surveys to date, how, how big does that predict that this could potentially be? Oh, look, you know, uh, dangerous territory for me uh, with the ASX, but yeah. okay. look, it's it's a big zone and mm. what we have... How big uh, is it? How big is the actual um, site? Oh, we've got about 2,900 square kilometres. Ah. Um, we basically, when we did the age dating and we showed that we were correct from that point mm. of view, I made sure we we collected most of this because most of that was open, right, because there wasn't any interest and probably there still isn't at this point in time. I suspect that if we did drill a, a few holes and got what we think is there, uh, yeah. interest would perk up. But, um, yeah, look, I think I think this is uh, could be big. That's why I sort of term it the elephant um, projects. Yeah. You know, I've something like, you know, 150 metres, 200 metres at a, a percentage of copper w- w- would be what I would like to see, not saying that it is. So if, if those drilling results came in, your geo's hat, um, your little geo's hat on, what was it you said, 150 metres at 0.5% copper? Oh, yeah, a couple of hundred yeah. metres, 150 metres would be something that I, I well, I, I dreamed that would happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, exploration geologists, right, we're always optimistic. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be. So you finished um, 2022, the IPO fully funded, $7 million we mentioned at the start of the podcast. The heritage surveys are complete. That's right, isn't it? Uh, no, heritage is just coming up. Um, okay. So we will have that happening. Uh, as I said, you know, we, we kind of know where to go because there's of the historical drilling that's happened. Yeah. But we will follow that up with an IP survey just to define the targets. 
So what's your playbook look like going forward? How quickly could you actually have your hands on some drilling results? Oh, look, you know, uh, plan A, probably March, early March, mid-March, we'll, we'll be drilling, hopefully, you know, if, if um, all the weather goes according to plan. Uh, we have a heritage survey that's uh, immediately pending and then followed by an IP survey and then the drilling that happens after that. So, look, any anything and everything could happen in between. But if everything goes according to plan, uh, I'm hoping March-ish will be where we are, latest April. So what sort of reaction are you getting, you know, different feedback you're getting from investors versus um, technical boffins? Look, um, again, it's a long-winded conversation, as most people who are listening now would be. It's, it's a porphyry story. It's potentially some IOCG stories. And so the... You know, if, as everybody know, in the previous uh, 12 months or 24 months, it's been really uh, the, the, all about lithium and not much interest in anything else. But for me, uh, let's say, you know, we, we did get a porphyry system happening. We're looking at most likely copper gold. So most of the technical guys understand what this could be. Uh, and we all understand that you know, what could be is they're very different from what will be. So, yeah. but, you know, if you did find a porphyry system that's copper rich and it, it's large enough, economical enough, um, lots of value there, much yeah. longer term value as well. I keep saying we're running out of copper, we're running out of copper, don't they? That's correct. Yeah. So, no, not, not long ago, I'm going to put this one to you. Degray. We all know Degray. They were rattling the tin to raise money. It wasn't that long ago to explore the Hemi Gold deposit, which is over in the Pilbara. They had a market cap back then of around 50 million. They were struggling to raise the money. Those drill holes went down. Today, Degray is worth around 1.7 billion. If you get the results you believe uh, there is, given the data to date at Highway, where do you think your current market cap could go to? What's the potential? Oh, look, the, the playbook will probably be like that. And I think that's a uh, the playbook that uh, most of these kind of stories go, right? You have a very low market cap. We're only 14 million. So if you look at, you know, DeGray is one great example. There's lots of up. There's Chalice, you know, uh, Chalice found Juluma. Um, uh, there was uh, Nova Bollinger. Um, when they, you know, that story was that they were on their last 60000 or $90,000 and the rest is history. So look, the playbook's very similar. I, I would look at that kind of playbook the the path that they the market cap has moved um i wouldn't be too bold enough to say look you know we'll be this market cap but it will at a at a wild guess it will be more than 14 million uh where we sit today so i think most guys who've been in the industry would, would know and see the the value adding that will happen uh and you know finding what i think is a copper gold molly system there uh i think at value to shareholders um, significantly. Now, I know this one is shaping up to be a flagship project at Tartan. There are two other projects with a lot of upside, um, one not far from Cooper Petey. If we have time, we've got a couple of minutes up our sleeve. How about you just um, go through those ones with us too? Right. So we have three projects in total, which is one of them. It's highway we've just talked about. The other one is uh, the one you mentioned is actually uh, Challenger West, which is sort of west of Challenger Gold Mine. And the third one is Lake Bali, which is in WA, sort of in in between uh, Menzies and Pan's Fine. 
Uh, Lake Bali is an interesting one because it was uh, really a, a story about a greenstone going underneath a salt lake, and we think that uh, that's potential. It was really uh, not a tier one project that we when we initially uh, purchased it. However, um, you know, work that's previously done, uh, reinterpreted, Dave uh, said, look, we should uh, do some closer space uh, drone magnetics, which we've done, and it, lo and behold, it's come up with a couple of good walk-up drill targets on the lake. So uh, it's elevated itself to um, really it's sort of a fairly advanced exploration play where once we clear the heritage and we've got the uh, permission to go in and put some drill rigs in there, uh, it will look good because it might, it, I mean, we're targeting something like a big bell there, a couple of million ounces of gold. Look, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be uh, here waving hands and saying we'll find it, but it's, it's, a, it's a good target. Uh, Challenger West, um, it's very early. That's probably our, our sort of lower base kind of um, priority targets. Still a fair bit of work done, looks okay, but we need to do a lot more work to just to define ourselves a target and, and work because it's fairly remote over there. But you know, look, look at Highway and Lake Bali, drill holes, positive results, and uh, we've got our hands full. But uh, you certainly will be a busy, busy year if you come up trumps. Uh, Noel, we have run out of time at this point. We'll check in with you in a few months. Keep a keen interest, uh, a, keen, a keen eye out for those drilling results. Um, thanks so much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for sharing our story. That's all right. Probably the last bit of spare time you have up your sleeve for a while by the sounds of things. Yeah, sounds like it. Good on you. I'm Christina Morrissey. You've been listening to Stock Insiders, the very first for 2023. Remember to check out our website for more podcasts and interviews, including a really big back catalogue if you feel like doing some more research into ASX listed companies. And if you have any questions, feel free to hit the link and get in touch. Talk to you soon.